0: in the ham shack we are back again we had to take a week off because we had like death and destruction and storms and all that good stuff going on around here my name is richard kb5 jbv and welcome to our show but i'm not the only one you get to listen to this time around because as usual we have the king of the frozen slick booby mountain north Russ K five T U X say hello to everybody. Russ
1: helps. If I turn the microphone on, how about that? That's right. He done broke badger. Yeah. I done broke it. Well, hello everybody. This is Russ K five T U X live from between the peaks in the pine forest of North central Arkansas, where our weather has been absolutely fantastic and no tornadoes to speak of. I guess we just left them all down there for you to deal with.
0: Well, I'll tell you what we had an outbreak weather service says 17, 17 in the count in the five county area around dallas let me tell you uh all in the same day two of them over on this part of the world one of them two blocks away from my cousin's house over in arlington it was a rough rough day however that uh the the tornado over here in forney it was awful pretty awful pretty huh i've, I've never seen a better looking f3 let me tell you yeah, weather service, I kind of figured that's what it was, a heavy F2 or a light F3, and weather service confirmed it was a F3, and uh, it tore some stuff up. And uh, for those of y'all who are interested, actually, in seeing it, um, it's one of the most filmed tornadoes I've ever seen. And actually, there are two videos that were shot from the parking lot next to and the parking lot next to that. Uh, the place where I work, so looking back towards it about uh, about a mile away, and uh, I've got those posted over on the on, the ARI, on my area's website. If anybody's interested, are you interested in that, Russ?
1: Damn microphone! Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that stuff. You have to turn it, Badger. On for it to work. I know I have to turn it on. I just keep forgetting to do it. <laughs> He thinks
0: he's got to mute every time he stops talking. Anyway, if y'all want to go see it, I went ahead and posted them over on my Aries website at dot info. Just remember Kaufman County, Kaufman County Aries. Uh, and, um, the, yeah, they're posted over there. There's a a change in pre- procedures pinned to the top of the page. But if you scroll down just a little bit, they're right there. But, uh, yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. That's going to be one that we're going to be teaching off of for a
1: long, long time. So what's going on up there, Russ? Very little is going on up here in the way of pretty much everything. I go to work every day. I come home every day. And in between, I don't do a whole lot of anything. So I don't really have much to talk about. Although I do have an announcement that I want to bring up regarding the Dayton hamvention before we get too much further along, if that's all right. Well, go right ahead It's your damn show. (laughs) When, when did it become my show? I gave it to you a long time ago. Do you not remember? No, I don't remember that. Uh, the first few episodes go back and listen to them. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, this has nothing to do with that. Oh, I just wanted to say that it, it turns out that unfortunately our donations have sort of stalled from our listeners and those were going to go towards purchasing booth space and. And all of that good stuff that's required to be out at the Dayton Hamvention. And the real problem is I'm not going to be able to cover more than a little bit of any shortfall. So what I would like to ask is that if anybody can come up with a donation in the next, say, two weeks uh, to try and get that total up to where we can actually, you know, afford to be at the Dayton Hamvention, then I would appreciate them going ahead and doing that. Because at this point, if we don't get, you know, somewhere pretty close to that $375 goal, uh, we're, we're going to be absent this year. I hate to do that, but I think everybody understands that things are a little tight right now. So, you know, if you can pitch in $2 or $5 or even $1 will help. Just keep that in the back of your mind over the next couple of weeks and we'll see where we go from there. That's right. Remember kids, I'm paying a
0: dollar and 61 cents for my sodas at lunch. When I, when I'm going to lunch at work now, uh, that would be a, a, dollar and 61 cents. So, uh, two thirds of that would help us out considerably on making our goal to go do the Dayton Hamvention. We understand the times are tough. That's one of the reasons that it's an issue for us. You know, gas is almost right. Well, I know I'm paying almost $4 a gallon right now when, uh, uh, I leave out from the job and have to get some, and it's pretty sad when a gallon of gas is almost more than a pack of cigarettes. It hadn't been like that in a long time, long, long time. So one thing I'd like to clarify though, Russ, is that two weeks from tonight or two weeks from publication of this episode?
1: Uh, that'll be two weeks from the publication of this episode, which should be very, very soon. I'm going to try and get this one out like tomorrow or the next day, since we are recording it a little late. Well, there you go. Uh, yes, we are a
0: little late. That's an announcement. I need to be make everybody within the sound of my voice that shops in a grocery store that is connected to the Brookshire groceries company. Uh, y'all go pick at the store. Pick it to store for the release of Richard. Richard's being held a political prisoner on Tuesday nights uh, and that kind of stuff. Just walk around up and down. Free the Richard. Free the Richard. The badger must fly. Uh, Make up your signs. uh, Block up their parking lots. uh, Call them and say uh, nasty things to them. No, don't say nasty things, but tell them that you're boycotting. That would be Brookshire's and Super One Foods. Brookshire's
1: and Super One Foods. Okay, so, let me let me make one clarification to my little bit about donations, and that's that back on
0: donations.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you were you were sort of still there, <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to let everybody know that what your donation is going towards is the purchase of the space at Dayton Hamvention. You're not paying for our hotel bills, food, gasoline, anything like that. It's just for admission as a vendor to Dayton. That's all. And if we don't make up the shortfall, then of course all that money will go back into the show and uh, some other way like server expenses and hosting and whatnot, you know, so it'll all be used for the show one way or another. Just wanted to let everybody know it's, you know, not going into my pocket or Richard's pocket or anything like that. It's actually getting used for what it's supposed to get used for. That's right. Cause Richard, like, like, uh, having to poke holes
0: in his belt over here because, yeah, it's going for space at the hamvention, uh, accessible space. So, y'all, I mean, come on, y'all. You can't buy soda for a dollar. You can't get a hamburger for a dollar. Well, you can get the little cheap ones at the jack-in-the-box for a buck. But, come on. <laughs> Linux in a ham shack at Dayton? That's got to be way better than a little old sliver of sucky sucky meat on a, on a on a wadded up hamburger bun. Think about it. Think about it.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, Linux in the ham shack at some of these public events. We didn't get our interviewee to show up tonight. N- no fault of his own. Uh, my fault for asking him too late, oh, excuse me, drinking too much already. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. but, uh, he did send me an email about, the latest, uh, ambassador hosted event. And I definitely want to let our listeners know about that because it sounded like it was a really, really good time. And if you think a little ham fest well, not a little ham fest, but, a you know, a medium-sized ham fest out in, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina sounds good. Then surely the Dayton hamvention has to be a hundred times better. Yes. Dayton is like the super
0: bowl of ham engines. The world Series is a world Series of amateur radio. Oh, uh, now I'm going
1: to get started on the Rangers. No, <laughs> no, 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 no baseball talk. It's too early in the season. Well, that Darvish boy wasn't worth what well, we paid for him <laughs> anyway.
0: he <laughs> can't throw to left-handers. All right. So
1: <laughs> let me guess. He's not left-handed.
0: Well, no, he's a right handed. Yeah, that's it. Uh, every time he gets a left hander, they whack it out into the field uh okay, so let's get try and get back on topic because we always get derailed and i'm not I, I wasn't looking at the clock. I hope that we've been going about twelve minutes uh let's get on with the show first up this time around i'd like to say thank you to kubuntu kubuntu the k d version of the Ubuntu operating system. Have you heard my views on this yet, Russ?
1: I have heard some of your views on the Kubuntu system. I know you are using it, I believe, as a foundation on a netbook or something to run DRATs, if I'm not mistaken.
0: No, actually, Kubuntu, I was uh, the uh, computer that died on me that I had the hard drive issue with. Uh, I was going through distributions to try and get it going again and everything else, and I would like to say thank you to the people at the project that makes Kubuntu. Kubuntu. Because this is the second time, second time I have tried to install it on the machine over the years, and it has completely obliterated the boot sectors on a drive. The drive is bricked, and it was not bricked until I attempted to use Kubuntu. Now, this happened several years ago. Seems to be something in uh, installing it from the live CD. Uh, or at least from inside of the desktop when you're on the live CD. I'm not real sure, but it's a brick. It's paperweight. I'm going to use it to knock glass out of the neighbor's window next time they get noisy. So
1: thank you, Kubuntu. Now, on the other hand. Now, you can actually trace this back to Kubuntu for sure. Both times. where It wasn't the same hardware? It was five years ago the last time it did it. So so not even the same version of Kubuntu. Nope. No no no. That's nah. interesting. Have you filed a bug report?
0: Um I'll file a bug report as soon as I find my shotgun.
1: Well, if nothing else, you should let the Kate, you know, the Kubuntu team know what's going on. You don't want other people to fall victim to this hard drive bricking problem. Mm, well, you know, if we have enough hard drive bricks, we can go stone the
0: people over at Kubuntu. And then we won't have to worry about it anymore. Then all we'll have to do is go over to the, the, the root organization and, and put a hammer on what's his name. That guy, the Ubuntu guy, you mean Mark Shuttleworth? Yeah, that one. Oh, okay. That one. See, I'm so frustrated. I can't even remember that. Uh, uh, yeah.
1: ah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that your hard drives got bricked. I just wonder, I mean, how old was that hard drive? I'm not trying to, you I know, 40-
0: According to the, uh, hardware tool in Debian one and one half years. Hmm. Sounds one bad year, year and a half old SATA. Hmm. Sounds bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was beginning to have some issues because it had lost the, uh, the hidden file that tell, tells the computer where the bad sectors are and don't look at them. Yeah. You know about that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, some people don't. <laughs> and um so when it'd go to start up, it was showing the bad edge. It was so showing the those sectors as unreadable
1: and then it'd go ahead and follow on through and boot up. I remember you asked me a little bit ago how to basically zero format or low LLF a drive. Yeah, low level. Right. Did you do that to that drive?
0: Well, no, I wasn't able to, because nobody ever answered me.
1: I answered you. I told you how to do it. I didn't get an email back. Oh, well, I sent you an email back. I did not get it. All you have to do is use the DD utility. You, you're familiar with DD, right? No. Oh, okay. Well, DD does a byte copy, bit for bit copy uh-huh. of one file to another file. This uh-huh. was one way you could, like, in the olden days, if you wanted to copy a floppy ISO onto a floppy, Uh You you could use DD, you could do like DD space IF for input file equals, you know, floppy dot ISO and then OF equals slash dev slash FD zero for the floppy device. Uh huh. And it would do a byte for byte copy of the ISO file onto the floppy disk and then you would have, you know, a uh, floppy ISO. Uh huh. So what you would do to low-level format a hard drive, for example, is you would do uh, dd space bs equals, and that's for byte size, uh, and you would specify like 1 meg, bs equals 1m, and then you would do if equals slash dev slash zero, which is a device that outputs zeros, and then you do of equals slash dev slash sda or whatever your hard drive is. And that basically just writes your entire hard drive with zeros, one meg at a time. You're going
0: to have to send me that in an email. I can't write as fast as you talk.
1: Well, I already did that, but I will do it again. I'll find the email I sent you, and I'll and I'll send it back for you. Send it to the right address now. I will do that. <laughs> but that's uh, one sim- simple way using a Linux utility to zero format or what people call low-level format a hard drive.
0: That's the whole point. See, not only was, does the hardware, the hardware job in Linux say that uh, the drive tells it that it's a year and a half old. I took it out of a package that had shrink wrap on it. So it was a year and a half old. Okay. Because shrink it, wrap's what, pretty easily, pretty easy to get. Well, I'm just saying it It what, no, this was brand new. It was bought someplace. It sat on the shelf and then I got it because. He
1: didn't want it. Uh well, if you want to try another utility uh in the chat room there, Matt K C A B E W recommends spin right. Spin right. Yep, spin right, S P I N R I T E. Where is
0: it? I hate Linux Mint. Can't find nothing.
1: Looks like uh G R C Golf Romeo uh Charlie dot com stroke Sierra Romeo, stroke spin right dot htm yeah i'll find it well see there you go he says he's uh, yeah says bill says, says a brick a drive too oh i don't you mean you had you've had spin right brick a drive that was a good drive bill or brick a brick drive <laughs> brick a brick brick a brick brick a brick a brick a brick a rickham ruckham yeah that's one of my favorite robin williams bits bill's asleep yeah he, <laughs> he said something and went straight to sleep he said yep Yep. Okay.
0: So yes to everything. Well, I don't know. I've been in the middle of a sentence and dozed off. Haven't you?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not, well, just, not as old as you are.
0: You're a little bit younger. Yes. Not by much. Young.
1: <laughs> well, I, I tell you this, I will never be as
0: old as you. I uh, have, you know, that there was, <laughs> a, there was a time when you was half my age and
1: now you're considerably closer. <laughs> That's true. And I will All continue right. to get closer and closer, but I will never get there. Well, Yeah. <laughs> unless you fall
0: out, because I'm going to keep going. I have a plan. No, you'd have to be the one to fall out for me to catch up. No, y'all see y'all been I, some of y'all been watching the Facebook. Now I'm growing my own set of clones. Y'all need to go back and look at the pictures I've posted in the last few weeks. I I not only have a clone at 26, I have another one at three months old. So I may, I'm cloning, cloning extra parts.
1: Did you see that Bill put that DD line for your low-level format in the Etherpad?
0: Yeah, that's what I was trying to find G edit to to put it in there so it didn't get lost. Well, it's in the <clears> Etherpad, so it's all here for all eternity, or until there's an issue.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, we probably need to get this train moving. So uh, we've we've raised enough hell about Kuban we we found an alternate plan all i have to do is find the time to stick the drive back into a computer somewhere and and give that a shot and and we're good to go i got i got two plans to to try and execute if i ever get my book wrote so the second thing i wanted to say is that debian is the jesus christ of linux distributions jesus christ he he it raised the drive from the dead temporarily. This was before I got bricked by Kubuntu, but um, I couldn't get any other distro to install Grub on that drive. And I put that, no, it was after that. But Debian did. Debian put Grub on that drive and it would boot up. And I'm not sure why I took it back off other than it's ugly.
1: Are you talking about the rocket ship, Debian? Yeah. Yes, I have to agree with you there. The rocket ship's better.
0: Then what was, but, uh, the, the stuff around the windows still ain't happening.
1: Yeah. No. I've never liked Debian ever since they did that upgrade to whatever it was, version six, where they went to that rocket ship theme. Don't like it. Oh, well, there you go.
0: I, I normally have the, the starship enterprise on most of my computers. I got a real nice, pretty picture of it orbiting some planet. Um, can't remember what's on the other machine. Might have been that pretty green mint background. That's the only thing mint's really got going for it. It's got nice backgrounds. So let's talk about mint since Richard said mint. Okay. Let's talk about mint. Mint sucks. Yeah. You can't run audacity in mint. Yes, you can. You can't get the spell checker to work in mint. Yes, you can. Okay. You tell me how. What are you trying to spell check? Uh, I'm trying to run the spell checker on, uh, my... Fire on my Thunderbird and on uh, LibreOffice. And you can't get a copy of OpenOffice anymore. That takes us back to Debian. We're going to bounce around, y'all. Debian is as much of a a show they make about free software and the principles of open source and all this other crap, they're still putting OpenOffice on as the default uh, word processor.
1: Well, they're doing that because currently... It's still free and open source. The only reason other groups have shifted to LibreOffice is because they're worried what Oracle is going to do to OpenOffice in the future. And I suppose when and if they actually do do something evil with OpenOffice, then Debian will follow suit and switch over to LibreOffice. But until that happens... You know, Debian is probably one of the most conservative distributions out there. So, right now, they're staying with the status quo. And if that's OpenOffice, that's what they're going to go with. Well, there you go. You know, you can't get a copy of OpenOffice no more, at least not
0: one that'll run right. Cause I tried to put it on that machine, on the machine with the Linux Mint Debian edition that has no spell checker. Every time I would download a copy and put it on, it was LibreOffice. Oh, figure that, f- figure that one out. Go over to the open Office website, download OpenOffice, put it on the machine, and it was LibreOffice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. I'm trying to find a document here that I can run the spell checker on. Now the spell checker do work in
0: Linux Mint 12, the regular Linux Mint, but you still can't run Audacity in it,
1: and it's crashy. It crashes. All right. I've got a two-page document here that I opened up in LibreOffice. And I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna run the spell checker on it, uh huh.
0: In case y'all are wondering, folks are listening to the the release version of this. This is one of our bitchy episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just Richard bitching about stuff.
1: Okay, so let's see. I run the spell checker, and it says no spelling errors found. Spell check is complete. Uh, LMD. No, I'm running Gnome. I don't run an LM. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. Not (laughs) all right. I've had too much to drink already. No, I thought you said LXDE. Yes, I am running LMDE. And he works for an internet provider, guys. (laughs) That's right. Well, there's too many goddamn, you know, acronyms floating around as it is.
0: That's right. But anyway, just like like GD. Well, I don't know how the hell you got it to work because I couldn't get it to work.
1: Well, when I went looking around, they said it was a bug. Let me see. Let me see what version of I I think it's using A spell. So let's see. Um I've got version zero dot six zero dot seven of A spell on my LMDE box here, and it seems to work just fine. And I I never did anything to it. This this is just basically a stock install and it just works. Is that the current LMDE? This is um well yeah, it's a rolling distribution, so it ought to be. Well,
0: it wouldn't work. Wouldn't work on neither one of the machines. So I'm having a, so I can have it when I'm working on this thing I'm working on. I'm having to run regular old Linux Mint 12, which is crashy, which is Ubuntu. That's evil. Crashy. It's Ubuntu because it locks my processor in a hundred percent usage when I'm recording in Audacity. And if I stop recording, it stays locked in there until I close Audacity. That's number one. Number two, sometimes if I open a PDF document, boom, everything locks up and it's not the machine.
1: Maybe I'm just the luckiest person in the world when it comes to computers because I don't have these problems right now. I'm looking at my audacity usage because I'm recording that on my LMD machine as a secondary recording in case. You know, the other, the fabulous fruit field computer blows up again, like it did a couple episodes ago. Uh uh-huh. And, uh, right now it's running at 11% CPU, 1.7% memory. Now I will say this much on LMDE
0: on my dual core Dell, the one that you've heard me talk about before. That's so wonderful for doing, uh, converting audio and crunching down videos and badger like that. Uh-huh. It runs okie-dokie on that one as he
1: does. It's your computer. Your
0: computer has a hardware issue. But the other machine, the other machine, which is just a single core, three gigahertz machine, um, it locks it wide open and won't do nothing. It it locks it wide open and won't let go of it until I shut uh, Audacity down. And I'd have the other machine hooked up where I could record over here tonight. However, I hooked it up directly to the sound card from the other machine where that i needed it plugged into and it's not running through the uh, mixer so we were talking about jesus christ weren't we it is easter well you were and easter was yesterday yeah and there you have it anyway debian will fix the fix things if you don't expect too much out of it still a good rock solid distribution it's just it shows a lot of work if you got to have your machines up and running
1: quick So. Well, that's why I use Debian above everything else. Yeah.
0: If you got time to screw with it, Debian is way better. Time I, could to screw swore, with it. I could have swore I was complaining about another distribution.
1: Well, there's probably comment. some, well, yeah, Linux Mint and probably some other Ubuntu variant. This is going to make me go over to something
0: that's based on red hat people. I'm telling you.
1: Apparently fedora 17 is supposed to be like the end all be all of distribution. So you should use that. Mm. I just want my old Ubuntu back cuz it's called what is what is uh Fedora 17 um flaky Be- Friday. no beefy miracle uh huh have you not heard the the consternation come across the wire about the fact that it's named beefy miracle no well it's out there and i've heard lots of people say well, who the hell thought of beefy miracle for fedora 17 I, I was thinking more centos what oh using centos instead of fedora Uh Uh-huh. Well, CentOS is okay, but if you want to use a a true Red Hat, like, Enterprise Linux uh, variant, don't use CentOS. Use, what's the other one, Scientific Linux. I tell you what, this just about got me to the point it's going to drive me back to SuSE or Mandrake. Well, you'd be comfortable with SuSE since it's an RPM-based distro, but why don't you try Scientific Linux? I've tried it. It's a uh, good mirror of the current Red Hat Enterprise Linux, and if you really want to use an RPM distro, you should try it. Well, I don't want an RPM distro. I want my damn Debian-based distro, but I don't want one that's a pain in the butt. Why don't you go back to PC Linux OS because that uses APT and RPMs? That solves your all all your problems right there.
0: Well, actually, I never could get it to work on any of the machines until I was happy with what I had, and then it started working. Get this. Uh, one of those 1.2 gig machines I had running before I had what I have now, I went and put uh, put it on there, and it wouldn't work because the processor wasn't fast enough. And on one machine, it wouldn't even run the live CD, PC Linux OS. I think that was the 2007 version is when that was going on. Mm,
1: well, they're up to 2012-02 right
0: now. Well, what it is, is we can, we need you people to not only send donations for the, the Dayton ham version. Richard needs a new machine. I was just going to
1: all of these and carry them to the curb. <laughs> I was just going to ask if you'd ever had a new computer.
0: Uh, I had a brand new laptop once it's got an old version of Ubuntu
1: on it right now. I've got like four machines lying around here that I'm not doing a thing with. Maybe I should put a, an operating system on them that works and send you one. I'll get it figured out
0: eventually just right now. I'm trying to figure out and, uh, don't take this as we're trying to get over on you folks. I'm trying to figure out how to make money and don't have time to sit and play with the computers and get them working. Right. So, uh, we've been going, it looks to me
1: probably like about 34 minutes. What do you think? Oh, probably easily 34 minutes. The thing is this is going to be a musicless episode since you bumped it up a day, I didn't have a chance to, uh, find any, so we're just going to have to keep it right on rolling. Oh, that's okay.
0: Cause we can, we can run our heads for an hour. If we had 35 we had 34 right now, then all we have to do is talk for another probably 10 minutes and then we can get into feedback.
1: Yeah. And we could probably get into feedback right now. Call it good, but it's whatever you want to do. You got something. I'm, to not, talk about. I'm not through bitching yet. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, while you go ahead and continue to bitch, I'll watch the chat room and see if any topics pop up. And if they do, we'll just switch <laughs> over to that.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, they still talking about, okay, if audacity works fine, then why are you here? That's the question. What in the name of God is voodoo magic? Well, I know what voodoo magic is, but in the context to which we are using it here, why does it matter?
1: I believe voodoo magic is a reference to all why the computers work for me and not Uh, for you, perhaps.
0: Well, that's because Russ has got the uh, uh, resources to tackle uh, 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 Badger. It is not ancient. I have to take what I can get. In fact, the best machine I got, you guys, the best machine I got in this room right now is one that my boy bought for $150, and it came with a flat screen monitor, uh, old Dell out of some office somewhere that the guy was locked out of it because he couldn't remember the password. And I brought it home and I stuck a Trinity repair kit in it. And I fixed the password and brought it up. It had a, had a, a copy of windows XP pro on it. And I decided I didn't need it. And I wiped it and put Ubuntu on it. Hey, check it out. There's new blood in the chat room. <laughs> the boy, you don't know what
1: he's in for because richard in a bitching mood well i don't know if he's in the chat but or on the stream but he's definitely in the chat room
0: well that's okay because i can bitch and you don't it's kind of like if if richard bitches in the forest and nobody's around to hear him he's still bitching
1: (laughs) well there's the answer to that age-old question what's that (laughs) if richard falls in the forest and stubs his toe can you hear him bitching and the answer is yes Well, he's bitching. You may not be able to hear him. (laughs) Well, that's just because you're not close enough.
0: Oh, good Lord. Good Lord. (laughs) Good Lord. Please help me get through this day. Please give me the strength not to cut somebody's air off.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. That Richard is not a doctor.
0: I saw your finger. I saw your finger stirring up on Texas of the day. I do believe. All right. So (sighs) do you actually want to talk about stuff? Actually, I don't (laughs) think that really not going to. I don't think that the, this episode is going to help that. Please send your donations in thing. very much at all, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Hey, there was actually a little bit of decent info there in the middle. You just have to kind of weed through all the crap to get to it.
0: Are you talking about all that uh, DDBS one EMF dev zero SDA thing? Yeah, pretty much. And spin right. And spin right. Oh, look. Somebody broke their virtual machine.
1: And telling everybody how much you hate Kubuntu. You know, that's good information for somebody, I'm sure. Yes.
0: Stay away from Kubuntu. And if you do try to... In fact, it's even better. Let's do this. If you're going to install an Ubuntu variant, install LX... uh, What is it? Lubuntu. 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 Or Zubuntu with X. Install one of them. And then if you want KDE, put the KDE on top of it. Well, why don't don't you
1: just install regular Ubuntu and then put KDE on top of it? Because it's all badger up with that damn Unity. Badger. Uh, You're making, I swear. You know, my editing time goes up about by double every time you open your mouth. Okay.
0: (laughs) Take two. It's all badgered up with that Unity. Uh, uh, crap (laughs) that better,
1: (laughs) you know, I seriously would like to be able to put the tag on here that we're explicit and just let it go. But you know, that's the way it goes, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm just in a mood. Oh, I know. I understand. Well, I was going to say something though, and I actually thought it was kind of important, but now I've forgotten what it was. Well,
0: I've been holding, I've been doing my best to hold up. I'm going to say it folks. I'm writing an ebook has to do with the national traffic system. And I've been working on it for six, seven, eight hours a day for the last week, trying to get it done, produced, and out. That's one of the reasons I'm crabby.
1: Well, as soon as you get done with it, let me know, because I'll put it in my library. Well,
0: okay. Okay.
1: Oh, the thing uh, I wanted to mention was that you were talking about Lubuntu and Zubuntu. Uh-huh. And if I remember correctly, Lubuntu for sure, and probably Zubuntu are not official Ubuntu releases. Uh-huh. So they're not supported by Canonical, whereas Kubuntu and Ubuntu and Edubuntu are. If anybody has an issue where they would actually like to get support from Canonical for their particular distribution of Ubuntu that they're using, definitely don't use Lubuntu and uh, make sure that Zubuntu is supported before you do that. Well, I tell you right now, the only support, hello, Mark Shuttleworth. I
0: can remember your name now way down in Africa.
1: I bet he doesn't live in Africa. Um, Uh, No, he used to live in South Africa because that's where he founded, fought and uh, all of that good stuff. But I seriously doubt he lives there now.
0: But Mark Shuttleworth, wherever, wherever you are, the only support that I need is put Gnome back on the thing. You had a good thing going. This Apple thing where you want to charge for applications and stuff, it's not worth it. We've only got a few days left. Well, this th- is my plea to Mark Shuttleworth. We have 255 days left. 255. Please let us go out with Gnome.
1: Please. Um, Richard, this is where you have to exercise your right of choice to not use Ubuntu, which uses Unity, and use something like Debian, which still sticks with Gnome. But it's ugly. Well, it may be ugly, but it does have the ability to change it to make it look like you want it to. And it won't let it won't let me put Firefox on it. Why won't it let you put Firefox on it? I don't know. It has an issue. Well, if you want to install it out of the repos, you can't use Firefox. You have to use Ice Weasel, but it's the same damn thing. So what difference does it make? Actually,
0: the last time I fought with it, it was a browser. And it wouldn't let me take them off. Maybe you just need to start using triple X term. Yeah, I could just go back to Windows. Of course, then that caused the same problem. Every two years, I'd have to get a new computer.
1: Ooh, I made him mad, y'all. No, I was. I um, got PM'd in IRC, so I got distracted. Sorry. I I can't I can't afford
0: one in Fruitfield Computers. However, since we've been talking, donations are kind of the the underlying subject of the whole evening. Um. If anybody has a fruit filled computer laying around that they want to send this way, just, just look me up in the call book and send it
1: on. Should have asked me about five years ago. I had one of those old G three Ruby Macs. I would have sent you that. No, I'm talking about a real one. That was a real one. In fact, not only was that a G three Mac, that was actually a PowerPC Mac. So that is truly a real Macintosh. Maybe I need to start looking into, I don't know, an abacus. actually what you need to do is you need to create a linux distribution called abacus linux where all of its computations are done on an abacus so it's really slow but it's very effective little chinese guy sitting in the back doing his thing right so the only thing you can do on it is start a gui and play go but it's still a great distribution there you have it okay now if anybody doesn't Know at this point that I have a really strange and warped sense of humor. Now they do. You know, that's okay.
0: We used to watch television by candlelight around here, wherever, whatever that's worth. It was good enough for Dave Gardner. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, we probably rambled long enough. Everybody's probably already turned their uh, uh, iPod off, said, What the heck is this crap? And done, done, cleared it out. And I promise I'm gonna try not to say any more bad words until we're finished because it it makes Rux Russ angry. And so uh, let's move on to the the other stuff. Okay, let's do that. We received some donations. Donations. We received several donations from visitors to the Dalton Ham Fest and the uh, K-A-R-C-M. <laughs> The K-A-R-C-M-Fest. Oh, to, to, uh, my. Yes, I Anyway, <laughs> thank, you to, thank you to our ambassador, Ronnie K4RJJ, and to everyone who stopped by our booth for those events. We would like to thank everybody, all of you, you, and you over there, that guy with the funny haircut,
1: all of you. Right, Russ? Absolutely, and this is actually a good time to segue into my little thing that I was going to do about Roy, who was our ambassador for what was known as RARS Fest. And RARS Fest stands for the Raleigh Area Radio Society, uh, Ham Fest, which happened last weekend. And I was hoping to actually get an interview with Roy tonight, but he obviously didn't get my email in time, so it's entirely my fault, not his but I would like to talk about the email he sent me just because it sounds like our ambassador program is really, really working well. And I'm, uh, I've got to say really happy about this. So let me find the email from Roy here. I don't see an email. Um, no, he sent it just to me this time um, Oh, I see. because he was interacting with me about the RARS fest. Yeah. Yeah. Rawr, rawr so here's here's what roy uh kk4atd that's kilo kilo four alpha tango delta had to say about the rars fest where he was our ambassador uh and had a booth set up and everything for us down there and he says hey russ i wanted to let you know the rars fest 2012 was a success the location was excellent. I was right directly in front of one of the doors and beside the ARRL QSL card check booth and the ARRL booth. Lots of traffic. Rawr. I had a great turnout, was able to demo FL Digi, FL Rig, and TQSL a few times. I had printed 50 copies of a list of sites to download Linux distributions from. Everyone was given out. I had a lot of the business cards taken as well. All but two of the CDs were picked up. And uh, we had a bunch of donations that were left in the donation box. So we want to thank everybody who went to RARS Fest and donated to the show. That's really great. I hope we had enough to cover the cost of the CDs. There were times I had 8 to 10 people asking questions and discussing LHS and Linux in general. The demo of older computers running newer OS versions from my previous email was great. I had a few folks wanting to know if you or Richard were coming. Sadly, I had to inform them that you weren't able to make it this year, but maybe next year. You guys have more than just Toby, KK4ATC, and I listening to you in this area. 73's Roy, KK4ATD. Aside from the hell sheep in the background. Yeah, them bastards are back in here again. Yep. That actually sounded like Roy and his son, KK4ATC, had a great time down there at Bar's Fest in North Carolina. And his little email there made me wish I had actually been able to go. But uh, it sounds like it was a great time, and we'll have plenty of pictures to show everybody. And, of course, we'll post them on the site as soon as uh, he uploads them to me. So uh, we would like to thank Roy and uh, his son, Toby, uh, very much for being an ambassador and helping us out in uh, North Carolina. And just remember folks that if you want to be an ambassador too for Linux in the ham shack, all of the events that are coming up are that we know about are on the website under the ambassador link. And if you'd like to suggest one that you can represent Linux in the ham shack at, uh, feel free to email ambassadors at LHS about the show. And we'll see what we can do about, uh, getting you a presence there. And see, he did that without me without me stopping him
0: one time. He 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 stuttered one time when I was messing with him, but but he 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 did it successfully. And we would like to thank you, Roy, and please send us those pictures so we can get them posted. Uh, we'll show them to the folks in the chat room while the show's going on, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you, honestly, thank you so much for uh, being an ambassador for the show in that area. And I really wish that I was able to afford to travel to some of these places because I personally I'd like to shake the hands of some of the people that listen to us and I really don't I can't honestly say I haven't met anybody here locally that does. Doesn't mean they're not here. I just haven't uh haven't noticed them. They ain't got their uh Linux in ham shack apparel on.
1: Well not a lot of people have Linux in the ham shack apparel. I wish more people would go out and get some, but that's another side issue. And the thing of it is uh, the two times that we've been to hamvention now, it's been really surprising, actually, the number of people that have come up to us and said they're listeners of the show. You wouldn't think that, you know, a fair number of the people who show up at hamvention actually listen to our little, you know, pokey ham radio show, but, uh, they actually do. It's it's really satisfying.
0: Little bitty
1: pokey thing. That's right.
0: My son has one of them. A little bitty pokey thing. Yeah. He can't walk through a room without three girls getting pregnant. (laughs) Oh, uh, all ambassadors. We, we really do appreciate y'all's hard work out there. And, uh, uh, I'm going to talk to the accountant and see if we can't get you a raise. Oh, I suppose. All right. So, uh,
1: huh. I suppose I should point out that if you do become an ambassador for the show, not only do you get free access to whatever ham fest it is because we pay the freight for being there at the show, but you get some free LHS merchandise. That would be a shirt for you to keep like forever.
0: Wow. Maybe I need to be the ambassador at like the Irving ham fest.
1: Maybe you should. (laughs) I'm not even sure when it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you go down to what's that other place that you wanted to, that you went to the other couple of years ago. Yeah. Belton. Actually, I need to need to
0: find the finances to get myself a shirt so I can walk around there with it on. That's right. But uh, Belton, yeah, Belton's a walk around kind of place. It's not so much a, a stand in a booth unless you're a vendor kind of place.
1: Well, that's what the ambassador program is all about. We get a vendor space and you sit there and you talk about Linux in the ham shack. Well, we'll see if we can work a finance on that. They have it twice a year. Well, pick one and we we'll probably get you know get you down there to do it
0: well we'll figure it out all right
1: okay we're rambling again (laughs) (laughs) not that we ever do that oh no
0: uh yeah yeah i asked larry over going linux he'll tell you we never ramble no so um all right so uh we did the ambassador thing so two comments via the website from the fabulous fab from linux outlaws and the first one says, thanks for that, guys. Even though I still think Richard is more of an outlaw than me, uh, over and out. Foxtrot Alpha Bravo. That would be fab because that's the only fab show I think we've ever had. Uh, the, uh, the other piece of uh, uh, other comment he left is, it was a lot of fun. If you ever want to have me on again, just say the word. Uh, the word is fab, you come on over and do this show and me and Russ are going to retire. <laughs> We're
1: going to sit around, uh, sit around and drink and poke fun at you while you try and do it. Oh, I don't know. I think with his new job over at H online, he's going to be a little too busy to do two shows. Well, I'll tell you the truth. Fab was a lot of fun. I really liked having him on. I really did too. He's a great guy. And you know what? He doesn't bitch all the time. Just most of it. Oh, so you're saying I bitch too much. No, I wasn't making a comment about you. I was making a comment about his general behavior over on Linux Outlaws. Oh, well, you know, bitching's bitching. There's somebody got a bitch. You don't do it. But yeah. That guy he works with doesn't do it. Well, I so, do it sometimes. I try, you know, but I I just can't get the gumption up, you know? <laughs> you ain't got the bitchy gene. That's right. I don't have it.
0: <laughs> oh, good Lord good lord help us this is not (laughs) going to distinguish us in the hall of fame for podcasting all right so um, we also have another comment on the website from bob w9ya and this reads hi guys uh when using yfk tests some contests have more than one exchange field uh, more than one exchange field yfk test allows for the maximum of four fields in the case of the AWRL field day, there are two exchange fields, i.e., besides the call sign field, there is the first exchange, 2A, for instance, and the other exchange field, which is the section. Sorry that that was not clear. Uh, good feedback for me and the uh, documentation uh, many thanks, O M 7 3 de bob w 9 w 9 ya Get y- through all that? How many colleges do you have to go to to get that many letters around your name?
1: <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and try this because I didn't try it before with, oh, uh, with the two entry fields. And I've got YFK test here, so I can give it a shot. Yeah, and I haven't
0: had a chance to play with it. I'm, uh, he did give me a call. And uh I just we talked about it a little bit and I just uh I've been busy.
1: Five coordinators and stuff. Four, oh, for crying out loud. No. Nope. That's that's it, not the exchange. No, that's not the exchange, and you know what? It's still not working for me, so I'm gonna have to play around with it some more to see if I can get it to work. And if not, I know right where to go because W nine YA, the foolish mortal that he is, sent that email. <laughs> From his own email address, so I know right how to contact him. And we know
0: where he is. That's I have right. his phone number somewhere. Oh, you do? Yeah, I wrote it down.
1: I might have to bug him then.
0: Yeah, I have to go back and find it. I'm, you know, some people know about my spiral notebook. It lays on my desk, and some people don't. That spiral notebook, it, uh, I make notes in it. Uh, I make lists. I use it to write down uh, information when I'm calling a net. I log, uh, contacts on it. It's just all around general purpose tool, which is rela replaced the, uh, steno pads over the
1: years. So somewhere in there, there's a phone number. Sounds good. If I need to, uh, talk to Bob about his YFK test and the fact that I'm having trouble using it, I know right where to go to get the info.
0: And I'm not really sure though, that I can get into the, uh, the general all purpose, uh, uh Spiral notebook without picking up the clicking pin. Oh no. However, I got this thing to bug you
1: with now. I believe we might be able to get Roy on the line here. Hey Russ. Hello. Is this Roy?
2: That's me. Can you hear me? Okay.
1: I can hear you just great. Richard, are you still here? Vinny Nachos Roy. All
0: right. (laughs) Hey guys. That's like Spanish and French all in one sentence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, since we, since we're in the middle of feedback and we got interrupted by Roy, I suppose we should introduce him. We were just talking about him. This is our ambassador from RARS Fest down in Raleigh, North Carolina. Roy (laughs) KK4ATD. So welcome, Roy. How are you
2: doing? All right. I was filling out my logbook when I got your email. All
1: right. Let Let me get this right. Kilo,
0: kilo, four, attention deficit disorder. no. No, that's not right. Nope. A T T a T D not a D D a T D. Yeah. I hope that penicillin will take care of that for you. <laughs>
2: well, I appreciate that. Yeah. With the, uh, my son and I, it's a fun story. My son and I got our call signs at the same time. We took tests and he's alpha Tango Charlie and I'm alpha Tango Delta. Yes. I saw and, that. So he's the big old 12 now. Ugh.
0: Wow. I got a granddaughter. that's almost that age. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe he can hook up or
0: something. (laughs) Boy, do I feel old. She'll be 11 in in June.
2: Well, here, let me make you feel even older, Richard. My daughter's 10, and she also has her call sign. Well, Well, actually,
0: we had this little old gal in one of my ham classes. It was, uh, she was 10 or 11. This was back when it was, uh, a little harder. And, um, yeah, she was 10 or 11. I guess it was probably back in the early nineties. But Russ wants to talk to you about ham pests, so Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'll be quiet.
1: <laughs> well, you won't be quiet for long. I can guarantee that. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you too long, Roy. I know you're over on the East Coast and it's getting late. I did. We just read the, well, I just read your email to me about your experience at RARS Fest. And honestly, I was really happy when I read it because it sounded like a great time. So I was wondering if you wouldn't mind giving everybody a little bit of a personal account of, of RARS Fest and uh, what went on there and what you thought of it.
2: This was my second RARS Fest. The first one I went to last year was um, pretty much just, okay, let's figure out what a ham fest is. Cause I've had my ticket an entire year. So with that said, um, I went in pretty much expecting to be in the back of the building and guys, they put us right at the front door. You walked in, there, there were two entrances. On one side was Linux and the Ham Shack, right beside the AWRL table, and on the other side were vendors. Obviously, you knew which side I was preferring people to come in. Um, had quite a few folks walking up. Uh, some that didn't know anything about Linux. I uh, was able to demonstrate some uh, some really fun stuff. We had I had four laptops. The reason I had four is I didn't have five. Uh, one was a netbook, one well, current netbook. Uh, you, you said you read that. And I had it hooked up to a little two meter uh, radio, and then I had a um, IBM, an older IBM P4 uh, hooked up to a second radio. So one was send, one was received. And the netbook's actually my shack radio, uh, my shack computer, and just did some P- PSK between the two with uh, FL Digi. We did a little CW. I had a lot of folks wanting to understand why I was promoting Linux. Uh, which was a really good, uh, really good conversation, and a lot of folks didn't realize how easy Linux is to install. Now, I, my background in Linux is I've been working with it since 1998. Uh, I was one of the uh, beta testers for Red Hat Linux before it became RHEL and uh, Fedora. Been using it since Rel, Rel fi, or Red Hat Linux 5.1, and um, I remember when uh, Debian went to four. And there was a big upheaval about uh, which kernel they wanted to use. And now we're what are we on Debian now? What five going on twelve or something? I don't remember what it is. But um, I was able to show off Linux Mint, which um, that you guys had sent for me to uh, give out if folks uh, needed Linux and couldn't figure out how to download it. Um, And folks really enjoyed that. Um, I was able to show them CentOS, which is what I prefer, just preference um and then i had my p3 and my p2 and what really amazed folks was when i showed them that the software was running all four systems were running linux to same uh roughly the same kernel i had two centos a fedora and a uh linux mint all running the same uh versions of software with FLDigi and FL rig and um i had trusted qsl set up and i had um lin psk uh gpredict and um linrad and uh when folks saw saw what you could do, I had a lot of folks that were like, "Well, how do I get this on my machine?" And um, Russ, I think I sent you a copy of the the just that one sheet that I gave to kind of a starter for folks. Okay, you're kind of wanting to know how to use it in Linux, and um, I had a lot of folks come up that I had, frankly I had a lot of folks come up to listen to the podcast, wanting to know if you guys were coming. So you might need to make a guest one of you might need to make a guest appearance next year. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: Well, we would love to make a guest appearance at all of the events. Unfortunately for both Richard and I, North Carolina is a little bit of a drive. I I live 40 miles east of Oklahoma and Richard's down in Dallas. So, uh, North Carolina is not exactly home turf.
2: Yeah, no. And that's, I think that's what's really cool about the uh, ambassador program. And yes, I'm going to throw a plug in you guys. And for those listening, they didn't ask me to do this, but the ambassador program is a great way to get not only the the podcast out, because I was able to explain what the podcast, you know, we, you, <laughs> the podcast name is pretty straightforward. It's We talk about Linux and the ham shack and how it can be used, but also it gives you a chance to uh, talk about two of your favorite things, at least two of my favorite things, which are Linux and ham radio, and how we can play with those together.
1: Well, that's excellent. I hope everybody is listening to what Roy is saying and they sign up for the ambassador program for whatever part of the country or, or even whatever part of the world they happen to be in. Cause I, I got to tell you, I would love to have a Linux in the ham shack presence in, say, you know, great Britain or, you know, Poland or something or just some odd place where, you know, you never think to see it. And I mean, even if we only get some ambassadors who want to come do or want to do stuff near where they are like in Colorado or California or even in the Midwest where we can't get to. We really appreciate everybody's interest in Linux and in wanting to spread the word. And I I think it sort of coexists with our show and uh, promoting everything simultaneously just seems like a lot of fun. I know I have a lot of fun going out to whatever events I can get to. And I hope that whatever ambassadors, uh, decide to participate in this program also have that same level of enjoyment when they go out and do whatever event they go to
2: yeah this event was um i, I would eat, i was asking some of the guys that have been around the uh, ham radio a lot longer than me and they said this is like the third largest you guys have probably heard of shelby the shelby ham fest or maybe charlotte ham fest um, those are like two-day events kind of like a date and type of event but this one's a one day event. We started at eight in the morning and by about eight twenty I had folks at the the table and i the it was over at three thirty and I had folks at the table at three forty five so uh it took <laughs> I was hoarse by the end of the day because I had talked to so many people um and it was you know it was interesting too because I ran into so many guys I had either talked to on the radio you know locally on two meters. Uh, or, um, that just, we had that common interest of Linux and I didn't realize that they used it as much as I do. So it was, it was quite interesting. We had, uh, I had a lot of, because of my son, um, running around, they had a, they have what they call a youth lounge at RARs Fest, which was phenomenal. It's a, it's a demonstration area where kids can actually get on with the club's call sign, even if, you know, and do DX, do two meter to have Fox hunt. And it's all for the kids, you know, in the youth lounge. Um, And he was able to get some of the kids over and they wanted, he was telling them about Linux and and playing with it with ham radio. And he was, some of the kids came over and then we started doing some CW uh, sends using the two meters uh, over to the youth lounge. And then we started doing some PSK and demoing to the, and you know, we had a bunch of kids come over asking, um, bringing their parents over, asking their parents to get Linux on their computer so they could play with it.
1: I'm not sure that it's entirely fair for an ambassador to have a better setup than the actual host of the program.
2: Well, I've been, uh, I'm a computer geek by trade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've, we've been trying to get to a situation where we actually have some active radio gear hooked up and stuff, but I've been limiting myself to just pulling uh, like web SDR data off, uh, off websites and uh, decoding that with FLDD and stuff like that. Not having actual, uh, live gear it makes you know it makes for a decent demo but actually being able to participate and uh, have two meter cw contacts or or whatever else you did down there really sounded like a lot of fun and i'm sure uh interested a lot of people were there a lot of windows types who were talking about hrd and similar things like that and wondering how they it could benefit them or did that not really come up or what
2: that was definitely part of the conversation i had a lot of folks that said. Well, I'm looking at something possibly as an alternative to HRD because they're going to start charging soon. And and when, you know, I was showing them that you've got the logbook, you've got your rig control, you've got your uh, digital modes, um, which is primarily what everybody does with uh, HRD. Um, I haven't really started playing that much with the DX clusters because, you know, I I still just bring up QRZ for that but and DX watch, but... Uh, you know, we're able to see that we one of the advantages we did have, uh, Russ is uh, because of where I am, we're we're what they sometimes call the Silicon Valley of the East. We have a you know, the Research Triangle Park is here, and we've got IBM and Cisco, and um, Nortel used to be here, they're dead now, uh, or almost, and uh, GlaxoSmithKline. You know, we've got all these huge technology and medical bio companies, and of course, we have. Within 20 minutes of RAR's Fest, we had NC State University, University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, and Duke University. So we have a lot of uh, ham clubs and Linux clubs out there. The Triangle Linux users group was out. So, I mean, there was just a lot of interest generated in uh, Linux. And now that we have you know, these folks that were curious about it saw that FL Digi did everything they wanted it to do, and it was free, and I don't have to pay for it. Oh, by the way, you can just download a... Um, live c d try it out with your rig try it out with your uh, the way you want to do it see if it'll do what you want, and if you don 't like it, download a different one you know and when they started realizing that um the linux community had has really advanced a lot in the past i would say five to six years in ham radio software um, they they really got an interest in it and uh, I had a few folks that just that were asking me if I would you know Help them with their shack they were and of course i had to tell them no i was just here for information i wasn't here to try to sell a service or anything but it was it was very it was a very positive experience very good for uh linux i think um and to show them that you know you you can customize the mess out of linux if you don't like GNOME, go to kde if you don't like that i used to run fluxbox on top of red hat you know and um, I remember I've I've played with Debian and Slackware. I used to have a Slackware. And you remember Zip Slack? I used to have that on a Windows ninety eight box. So you know, explaining all the different modes and methods, and um, you know, at any given time, I had friends coming by, and they they were telling me afterwards, they're like, "Man, we just couldn't talk to you because you had ten five to ten people at your table all the time." So I mean, it it was a great time, and we were able to get the word out and a lot you'll, you'll see is because i'll send the business cards back to you there were a lot of cards taken so you probably have picked up a few subscribers to your podcast uh this weekend
1: that's really excellent and i i honestly can't thank you enough for participating in the ambassador program and, and going down there and doing what you did but let me go ahead and uh let richard jump in here and uh, ask any questions if he has any for you no actually he uh he uh Pretty
0: much laid it all out. Sounds like we've got a strong following out there. And, um, um, I'm just glad to hear that he, uh, the, he actually earned his pay while he was out there. You know, we've had an awful lot of slackers in the ambassador program lately. And
1: now don't be saying that. Come on.
2: (laughs) You mean Richard's in the program too, Russ? Oh boy. He's quick. You got it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm the guy that's stupid enough to run in tornadoes. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll leave that one
2: alone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh anyway no it sounds like uh, a good time was had by all and uh yes uh like russ was saying earlier uh everybody listening we would like to make every ham fest we could possibly get to and we were actually talking about when we won the lottery number one was we'd have to get a terabyte hard drive to keep a list of everybody that our database of everybody that we needed to tell to bite our butts and secondly we uh the wife and i were talking about uh, hiring russ and cheryl for year and us going on the uh uh uh, diners drive-ins and dives tour but number three was to go to every ham fest we could and promote the show so um we really appreciate everybody in the ambassador program and uh uh thank you for taking time to come on tonight roy uh before russ lets you go before russ lets you go i have another question not pertaining to what we've been talking about so uh Uh i'll I'll let russ get finished (laughs) I'll
2: i'll reserve the right to plead the fifth
1: Oh, this is not a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Ain't,
2: ain't no
0: constitution in this mess, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't have any other questions. I mean, we read the email and we've heard from you directly and it really sounds like it was a great time down there. And I honestly am disappointed that I didn't get a chance to go, but I'm glad you did and filled in for us and, uh, were able to sort of spread the word uh as much about Linux as about us. So it was really uh really we can't thank you enough. So uh I guess we'll just let you uh go ahead and close out and if there's anything you know left you want to say or anything you want to promote or anything you want to tell us about you, that's great. And uh then we'll let you go after Richard uh grills you about whatever it is he's got in on his mind. It's a secret thing.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> well the only thing I would I would ask Russick kind of didn't ask this in the email. I wanted to just mention that I've got that hammocks uh, repository for folks that uh, prefer CentOS. So that was all I was going to say.
0: Well, he beat me to it. Oh, you Uh-oh. were going to ask him about that? Was that it? Actually, that's what I was asking. If he was putting together a full distro over there, if uh, when <laughs> if we might be able to give it a test drive and uh, uh, tell oh. the folks about it a little bit and all that good stuff.
2: Oh, okay, sure. No, I I wanted to get that out before someone thought I was going to be you were going to be mean to me. Okay. Um, no, Hamix is a CentOS uh, five, and now I've got it run out to uh, or re- compiled out for uh, CentOS six. Essentially, uh, it's just the core programs I use currently because I'm the only one doing development. It is available in iBiblio. Uh, if you if someone goes to QRZ, you'll get uh, look me up Kilo Kilo Four Alpha Tango Delta. Uh, you'll find links to the web page. Essentially, it's a repository. I'm not trying to replace CentOS. All I'm trying to—I've just been working with a, creating a um, EPEL compliant uh, repository. For those that aren't familiar with CentOS, it is a white box version of a major brand of Linux. Um, I don't want to get CentOS in, in trouble, so I'm not going to say that on the air. But um, they have this thing called extra packages for enterprise Linux. So the reason I chose CentOS is it has a, a seven year life cycle with five years before end of sale, and um, which they don't sell it, which is kind of funny they call it that. In uh, pa- extra packages allows you to have the community to add packages that will run on uh, the upstream provider as well as CentOS. And then uh, what I've done is I take my I've just taken the the like FL, Digi and FL rig and uh, made those where they will work using the stock CentOS libraries or the, um, live, uh, repository. So I'm hundred percent compliant. So my, I don't taint the kernel. None of my packages will do stuff like that. Um, so it may not be the latest and greatest version just because of the way the upstream provider does libraries. Uh, I do have to, an- to answer your second question, Richard, I have, um, a live CD, uh, designed, um, for some reason, CentOS just doesn't seem to know how to make live CDs with CentOS Five. I've I've come up with a way to not only build the live CD but make the installer work. So it work It's a live CD with an installer. It's already got the ham software installed, uh, so you can give it a test run. It is CentOS 32 bit. Like you guys, I'm doing this as a second job, <laughs> so I don't I don't have a lot of cash to, inst- to throw into it right now, and I'm working on building a 64-bit environment to get it up to speed on 64-bit. I'm still having a little trouble getting CentOS 6 in a live CD format. They changed the design of the live CD from 5 to 6. So it's a little bit of work here and there. But there's the answer to your question. Um, RC2 is already on the website. The website is absolutely horrible. uh, But it's enough to get you started. So if you go to distros.ibiblio.org, Slash hammocks. That's H-A-M-U-X. There you go. You'll, you'll see what I've done so far, and anyone who wants to help contribute, just uh, shoot me an email.
0: And that's there you got. go. I mean, I've seen the website, and it's way better than I started with back in 19-whatever, uh, I, 90-something.
2: Well, I, I feel <laughs> I, I'm ashamed of that web page because I, I, do. I do web design as part-time. <laughs> that was oh, well. a quick hack together.
0: Let me turn you on to Drupal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i use joomla oh,
1: wordpress
0: <laughs> well, i quit you I quit, I quit using joomla because they started charging for all the all the uh plugins,
2: plugins. Uh but the commercial stuff that i do i use joomla if i need a cms just well, because it'll be supported that, or, right.
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense you know uh Oh shoot, guy over at Linux uh, Chad. Chad over at uh, Linux Basement, he's a big fan of Drupal and I I had a side up. Russ even said it looked good.
1: So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well Well the reason I, I did Joomla, the reason I'm with Red Hat is that's what I learned first and I'm comfortable there. Drupal works fine. I'm not putting it dissonant or putting it down in any way. I just I know Joomla, so that's what I use.
0: Yeah, and I've used Joomla, Joomla too, but like like I said, it got to the point that I was uh, doing a show for free. I was running a website for free, and I uh, couldn't afford to pay for plugins. So you know that it's good. It's good enough for. And here's the shameless plug: it's good enough for Jerry over at the Practical Amateur Radio Podcast, but uh, Richard can't afford it.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, Richard. Richard, yeah. by the way, you have a few followers that were sad that your podcast went off the air for a while.
0: That shows off the other ones on, I actually forgot it this month, but I'm glad that, um, we heard from some folks out there and, uh, or like I've said, have said, if I get more responses on the question, I ask everybody, then, uh, who knows
2: it may be back. Well, you've got, I think I had five folks, so you've got at least five in North Carolina that like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. The guys here listen to that show. I don't know why they're not listening to this show. Uh, but, uh, Hey. Just, uh, just remember that the next time you go out and do the ambassador thing that, uh, tell everybody that Richard thinks that Linux Mint sucks.
1: <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Can't tell him that because that's the distro I've been giving out. Oh, well, I
2: know. yeah, exactly. I was about to say, well, why'd you send it to me?
1: <laughs> uh, all of the stuff that has to do with the ham fests and everything pretty much comes down to me. Richard tries to stay as far away from it as he can
2: and I you're do. a Linux Mint guy so oh, okay yeah so i don't I, get, I don't do well with the general public <laughs> <laughs> you know there's some there's some there's some pokes there that i'm not going to mess with no. yeah the only the the uh the folks really enjoyed the uh the demo and they enjoyed the linux stuff they didn't real most of the folks really did not know you could do that much with linux with your ham radio they thought they were stuck in windows world so that was the first thing the, the second thing i mentioned to them uh russ which most of them didn't realize was soft rock which a lot of these guys were asking me about sdr and gsdr and that kind of thing uh, most of them didn't realize that soft rock is embedded linux
1: right and we have we have touched on sdr here a little bit and we've dealt with some of the guys at flex radio on in some events and i've even looked at actually developing a a mono port of some of the flex radio stuff but you know sdr is just not not there for Linux yet. Uh, yet. I mean, I know there's like a uh, new radio and soft rock and, and other things and it's coming along, but it, it's really just not there yet. So,
0: and speaking of which, if you guys from flex radio are listening to us right now, I am going to catch up with you at a ham fest and slap the fool out of you because you told me that y'all were working on getting it going on Linux and I ain't seeing no progress,
1: buddy. <laughs> they probably have enough sales from their windows stuff that they don't have to worry about it.
0: I'm gonna take my bricked hard drive and throw it through their big
1: screen next time I see them. You've got so many tasks for that bricked hard drive to do. You better have. You're gonna have to tie a string to it so you can get it back every time. I get my money was worth out of stuff. That's right. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well,
2: y'all scare me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what, Guys, what scares me is my son likes listening to you.
1: Well, there you have it. I mean, (laughs) well, that doesn't scare us one little bit.
2: My my son (laughs) on a.
0: My my son, on the other hand, if we're out in public, he tells me to be quiet because he has to keep pulling his jacket up over his head. <laughs> 26 years old, I would imagine he'd be over that by
1: now. Well, he's your kid. You deal with it. And there you have it. <laughs> Revenge of the clones. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been really fun talking to you, uh, Roy. And I guess we should probably let you go because I know it's uh, after 11 there. I don't know what kind of a job you do or anything like that, but I bet you have to get up in the morning.
2: Yeah. They like it when I come into the office and do my work. Um, I try to do seven 30 to four 30. It doesn't always happen.
1: Well, a little bit of flexibility is always nice, but anyway, thanks so much for being our ambassador and for coming on and talking to us about RARS fest. Um, I think it was the best thing that happened to this show. So I, <laughs> I think we're, we're okay for at least another couple of weeks.
0: And if you want to catch up
1: with Roy, y'all
0: go punch uh, uh, KK4ATD into uh, Google, and it'll take you to like eight or nine different variations of a really bad website. So y'all go <laughs> check it out. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> wonderful. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. All
2: right. You guys have a great evening. You oh, too. You bet. Take All care. Right, bye. Bye. 73.
1: That was a great interview with Roy and I'm really glad that he was able to pop on here at the end and, and, uh, take us through to the end of the show. I guess go ahead and, uh, wind us up and we'll start on our way out here and we'll come back, uh, two weeks from now with, uh, some more stuff. I spent the whole first half of the show whining about stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, whine some more. Oh, I, I see. Okay. <laughs> Like I said, uh, everybody's interested in taking a look at the great Fortney tornado 2000, uh, whatever year this is 2012. It's cause we've only got two fifty five days left. 255 days. Y'all uh, pack your luggage. Um, if anybody's interested, go over to, uh, the Kaufman County areas, uh, Kauffman County, Texas areas website, uh, K, uh, K C A R E S dot info. And, uh, there's some pretty good videos over there from several different angles. Uh, this is, like I said, this is one we'll probably be teaching off of down here for a long time. If you want to get in contact with me, send me an email at kb5jbv at gmail.com. kb5jbv at gmail.com. Or get a hold of me on the social network. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Identica, just about everywhere. Uh, my diaspora, I have an account over there now, even though I ain't done nothing with it. Uh, check me, check it out. Look for me, KB5JBV. I, I'm not bashful about that call sign. Let's see. Make sure that you uh, uh, go check out the Linux and Ham Shack website for uh, uh, schedule on live episodes, and look for the forthcoming book on uh, on. Uh, Uh, The National Traffic System for Beginners from Richard, KB5, JBV. With that, we're going to hand it over to
1: Russ and let him sign off because he's already playing the music because he wants me to shut the hell up. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly what I'm doing. Now, you can contact me at JR Woodman at all of the popular websites out there that have social media on them. I'm also K5TUX at 7 org. Go ahead and send us an email at info at info or leave us a comment at lhspodcast.info Don't forget about sending us a voicemail at 1909 LHS Show. That's 1909-547-7469. Uh, whatever questions you've got, we'll try and answer them and we'll put you on the show. We'd love to hear from all of our listeners. Send in a donation in the next couple of weeks for the hamvention if you can. We'd really appreciate it. And with that, I think that's about it for me, K5TUX, broadcasting from between the peaks in the pine forests of north central Arkansas. And I'm going to run it on down to northeast Texas, somewhere near Dallas County, where Richard KB5JBV is going to say, I just want
0: everybody to know that the safest place to be in a tornado is in a paper by in a cardboard box next to the Trinity River. Good night, everybody.